Hi there, and welcome to Live at Gilmore Guitars. This is podcast number 39. Strap yourselves in because we've got the lion, the bear, the fox, Sans the bear. This is Ryan McMahon and Chris Aruda, Live at Gilmore Guitars. Drank mushroom tea, girl. You owned your mistakes, girl. We all make mistakes, so go on and build your big dreams. But don't you forget about me or the day that we drank champagne so that we could ignore the rain. Sweeping in. That you keep it alive She said on the day that she threw plates Don't you dare sell my heart break So I made my big escape And I put on my new face But I never took a new name Cause you just can't outrun shame And you just can't outrun blame When you're blaming yourself for it all Make damn sure that you know where your heart is Make damn sure that you keep it alive You make damn sure Live at Gilmore Guitars, the lion, the fox, we are without the bear today. We Thank are. you very much for coming down to Live at Gilmore Guitars, guys. Thanks for having us. Chris Arruda, Ryan McMahon. Hey, hey. What a great show last night at the Jeans Joint. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. It was really good. Do you know what else is really fun? What's that? Amazingly, your radio prowess from yesteryear is still intact. You are <laughs> it so is. You good. really. He's so good. This is good. <laughs> I, I didn't know what we were getting into, but it was like as soon as we finished, it was like this is happening right now. 
Yeah. Way to go, man. Way to go, Larry King. I put on my radio pants every once in a while. That's good. I'm glad you do. Yeah, it's cool. This is a lot of fun. Actually, uh, the podcast is... This was my favorite part of being in radio when I was still in radio was the artist interview, you know, having people come in and play a guitar, sing a song live on the air or in the production studio. So this is what I kept from 30 years of radio is this little wee podcast on the corner of the Internet. That's great. So. Good stuff. Plus, yeah. plus, plus, I get the added bonus of seeing guys like you come into my shop, sing your songs on my guitars. There's nothing cooler in the world than that. We started unpacking and Dave's like... You can just leave those in the van. <laughs> we can use your... We were like, oh yeah, we're going into a guitar shop. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the lion, the bear, the fox, where it all started. I know the three of you were all out there as solo artists, and there was some sort of twist of fate that brought the three of you together. Yeah, okay me, okay yeah. me. Oh, that's, uh, we're doing the pointing game, remember? Hello, Foxy here. What we're, we're doing interviews, the three of us, we have to do the pointing game. Uh, yeah. So you guys that are listening, don't, you can't see me point. But we always point at each other when we decide who's going to feel that. So, so the dead air in the podcast is a point. That's it. Well, That's see, I, yeah. I actually pointed before the. We always try to point before the dead air, so it's like he can load himself up yeah. to get yeah. ready for an answer. I mean, I'm pretty loaded. What happened was, <laughs> how did we? How did yeah. we come to be? Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I had just myself had been through a terrible band breakup, and I was done. Certainly done fronting bands. I never wanted to do that again. And uh, I was a huge fan of Corey and Chris, both. And although they did not know each other yet, um, I knew Corey from my days in Vancouver, and I knew Chris from my days on the island. Um, and I just said, you guys, do you guys want to do, like, a solo tour? And just, like, we'll play a half an hour each. And it'll be... I think we called it, like, even though you, didn't, you and Corey didn't even know each other yet, we were like, this is the Sincere Brotherhood tour. Yep. Right? Yep. And um, I pooed myself on that tour. And the guys looked after me, and it was really like that. Was immediately we're friends, yeah. Because I got sick, I got the flu. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Can we say that on the? Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't speaking uh, uh, figuratively. He no, like I, that, literally. That really happened. Yeah. Yeah, I got really sick. It's actually so. at a relative's house. Oh, okay. It was my relative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of nice. It's like a moment from ter- from train spotting. Kind it, of was. Is what it was. I had to sneak out and put my underwear in the garbage can. <laughs> Where are you going, Ryan? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, we did a bunch of shows together and went through some life things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was able to, to intimate my experiences and my trepidations about ever being in a band again uh, to Chris and Corey. And, like, they'd been through not exactly the same thing, but similar things. And, mm-hmm. and we really bonded quickly. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got back from the tour, we were singing on everybody's songs. And it was kind of a thing that made, it, uh, made our minds up for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing when you have three guys that have all been the front men and have been kind of the um, stewards of their own careers for, for 10 years each. You know, because I think that when you, when you have a band and if you're kind of the primary songwriter and the primary motivator to make a career in the music industry, you're the one that has to do all the work. And I mean, obviously playing the shows and, and, and being a, you know, great musicians at work as well. But you know, the, the part of the business that people tend to neglect is the part that you know, they don't want to do. They don't want to book the shows. They don't want to do the press, um, uh, send out the emails, because that stuff's hard. You know, do the bookkeeping. Like, it's more than a full-time job being a full-time musician. It is. It really are. Yeah. And if you're a solo guy, you have to do it all. That's it. Yeah. So you kind of have these three guys that have been doing that for 10 years and quite frankly, in a lot of our situations, had been kind of pulling around this band with us because we, need, we, you know, we needed them to, to, to help elevate the songs, and we were happy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, after that 
after we kind of got together, we realized, well, now there's two, these two other guys, at least for me, that were equally motivated finally mm. uh, in the business sense and, and in the music sense. And we all kind of, all of our ideals were aligned in terms of songwriting and in terms of the kind of uh, substance and integrity we wanted to bring to the table. Um, so it just, you know, I, I know for me, you know, I always say at the end of our shows before we play home that I wanted to give up music before we, uh, before, before we started this band. And, and that's true. It, it's not true that I wanted to stop playing music. But I just, I, I couldn't handle... You wanted to get off that treadmill. The I machinery of it all. I couldn't doing it all myself anymore. Like, it was just so exhausting to make sure you have all so many irons in the fire. And so now with three guys, uh, it's a real testament to how quickly we've grown. Uh, I think music, musically and business-wise as well, things just have come together for us. But the, uh, the, the booker on this tour, I, I understand, is a bit of a taskmaster. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> yeah. We're not going to mention any names, Ryan. No, yeah, I don't want to talk about... <laughs> Hey, you want to make the money or not? Yeah. Well, that's what it. To his credit, what happened was we had we had six shows booked and then a day off. Okay. And then five more. All right. Um, and then. And that's okay. Like six is usually the limit because there's a lot of singing and your voice can get worn down. But then Cochran sold out so quickly they added a second show. Oh, nice. And so, so you can't really say nice no to venue, that. isn't it? That's a really Legacy cool Guitar Cochran's great. We yeah. love it there, and we love the town. It's a great place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So let's let's give a bit of a shout out to Corey Woodward, who's yes, not right. here. Yeah. Uh, and the reason he is not here is they just had uh, a baby girl named Willow. Willow Flynn Woodward. That's right. Nice. Two a.m. Good lord. You know what? Uh, I don't know if you know this mm-hmm. or if anybody does, but I realized that she was born at two ten a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact down to the minute when Bella was born. My daughter. Weird. Really? So weird, I thought. Yeah, I just... That's I, super strange. I'm, uh, I was thrilled to see that. Yeah. I mean, 2 a.m. would have been close enough. Yeah, totally. But uh, 2.10. It was 2.10 on the minute. Jeez. Corey's baby was, uh, was born the same day. It's wild, yeah, man. Or the same minute as mine. Yeah. That's very cool. That's wild. Let's get yeah. another song in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like this, this should have some, some kind of intro to okay. it as well. And... Uh, Right now, we are uh, touring behind um, an EP that we recorded live off the floor in my house uh, in Ladysmith on Vancouver Island, and um, basically it was done as, as a bit of a thank you to everybody in Western Canada that has been supporting us for the past uh, two and a half, almost three years now. Yeah. And uh, one of those people, uh, that, uh, that his family would host a great house concert in Victoria um, called South Island House Gigs, uh, but Steve was diagnosed uh, and eventually passed away of cancer. And um, one of the things that he wanted done was he wanted a song uh, written and, uh, and, and recorded by Lion Bear Fox um, uh, from his point of view to his teenage kids. And uh, it, was, it was quite an intense process to, to get through it, but as a father, it was, pretty, it was, also, it was also pretty uh, ever-present and right in front of my face what I was going to write about, and it was just it was, uh, all the things that he's going to miss, you know, moving forward. So... Uh, this is for the great Steve Mitchell, who uh, uh, actually, it was his birthday yesterday or the day before? Day before. Day before, right? So uh, this is for the great Steve Mitchell uh, and his family down in Victoria, B.C. This is called Above.
When you walk down the aisle, I'll be there. If you can't find your smile, I'll be there. If you travel the world, take me when you go. Anytime you need something, call my name, I will hear it. Anytime you need it, me, just look above. Just look above When you buy your home I'll be there Have kids of your own I'll be there When your heart is broke I wanna fix it If it's your greatest win I'll celebrate it If you can't seem to begin I'll get you started As you move through life I'm never far away Anytime you need something Call my name, I will hear Anytime you need me, just look above. Anytime you need something, call my name, I will hear it. Anytime you need me, just look above. Just look above. Look above. That's beautiful. That is spectacular. You know those moments you get when you get the little hairs in the back of your head yeah. and stuff? Thanks, man. That, that was totally one of them. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yep. Very cool. Live at Gilmore Guitars, it's the Lion and the Fox. We've got Chris Aruda and Ryan McMahon. Um, talk a little bit more about the EP. You just mentioned it before you did that song. And uh, one of the reasons that uh, you decided you wanted to thank your fans, and it's kind of a limited edition run, you know, and when this tour is over, will it still be available online, or is it just you're just selling it now there's and no, then it's there's gone? There's really no plans to make it available for sale right now. Um, I, yeah, so I mean, basically, we've done Western Canada now. Um, I want to say like almost seven times over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be it the longer stint all the way out east, or you know, just maybe the BC Alberta kind of thing. Uh, and just the one thing that's really struck us is that it's really been so supportive. Uh, early in early in my career, I know that I I'd, I'd heard these stories that you went on a tour, <laughs> and then the next tour that happened, the rooms would be there would be more people in them magically because the first show went so well you know and that just never seemed to happen <laughs> and i was like oh what's, this is some myth like what's going on but you know remarkably for this band uh, kind of what we were saying earlier it's just you know we, we we went on the second tour and there were places sold out and we were uh, you know for 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 three guys that have been doing it for that long it was just such a wonderful occurrence you know we just felt so grateful that, that was the case and the success has just kind of continued to grow you know, adding that second show in Cochrane is an example. 
But really, I mean, there's not really like one room that we've played or that we will play on this tour that's not full of people. Now, there's a couple rooms that were maybe like, you know, half full or three quarters full. But for a lot of bands that uh, tour, the stark reality is that when you tour, there's going to be nights that there's literally nobody there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that's the case for even bands that are, that are, that are becoming bigger and bigger, right? Um, so it's been, essentially, Western Canada's just been very kind to us. And so not having a new record, we'd, we'd planned originally to have a new record by now. Um, and uh, for various reasons, that hasn't occurred. But uh, we wanted to have something new for the people in Western Canada, almost as a, as a present. So we recorded six songs, six songs live off the floor, and um, Corey and I you know, ran them through a tape machine, and it just sounds really nice and warm. Um, and we're really proud of how they sound. So we call it the Home EP, and it's a limited pressing of 300 copies. And, um, you know, I think maybe our publishers have it, so it might be licensed or put on a commercial or whatever. But there's no plans at this point to sell it again online or okay. anything like that. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, the recording process, you just recorded it live off the floor? Yeah. So we basically, um, you know, Corey's got some nice, some nice uh, preamps um, and some pretty decent gear. So we, we mic'd the room up um, pretty heavily. Uh, and then basically just used that raw data, uh, the, the raw audio files. We had one guy sing and play guitar, and the other two guys just kind of sing. And then that was it, man. Mixing it was – mix recording was very quick. The mixing was what took just a little yeah, bit of time. Yeah, that's usually where right. a lot of time is taken in, right. in the process. Exactly. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I just picked it up last night. So Great. I'm hoping... Uh, just put it up to your ear right now. It's like the ocean, like a shell. You can just keep, you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it is, it is that good. That's how good it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a doorknob That's a I am. That's a new one. I've heard that one. Just put it up to your ear. It's like the you ocean. You had another new one the other night. What was it? I can't remember. Was it appropriate or was it when I, I was I yelling at those ladies remember. in Calgary? I can't remember what it was. It was really good. I remember laughing and saying, that's new. Oh. I was proud of you. Well, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the mutual uh, admiration society we got going on here. Well, we've had That's to kind of cool. last the last three nights have been a little different, you know. Without Corey, mm. we 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 just dropped. You know, the first thing was we dropped we drove all night yeah. to drop him off at the airport so we could fly out. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and then once the task was done, it was like, okay, thank God he's at the airport. Like, okay, woo, he's going to yeah. be there. For he's the going to be there in time for the birth. Okay, great. Yeah. Then we kind of like looked at each other and we were like, okay, what? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we going to do here? <laughs> like, we have yeah. this whole tour booked, and at that point, we had no idea what his time, you know, we didn't, we weren't expecting him to come back or anything. And just to clarify, yes. you two had not done a show together, together never, just ever. the two of you before. Never, so. it, the Lion, the Bear, the Fox is a three-piece. We've only ever played as a three-piece. And I would actually say that if this was like, if there were two shows, mm-hmm. you know, maybe on the island or something, we probably wouldn't have played them. Right. But because we're out here, and we had a tour booked, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I mean, putting this tour together is literally six months' work for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, mostly Ryan. So... And it's a huge, it's a huge part of, uh, it's a, it's a huge part of, uh, you know, our yearly schedule. So when you have something like that planned, you just kind of have to, you kind of have to do it. Like, well, we, I, were, I, we were just so happy that like nobody, uh, that people showed up for, yes. for the two of us Yeah, because the band is, is, uh, we think, uh, quite drastically different actually. Yeah. Uh, when there there is three of us, we tried. We certainly tried our best over the three shows. Mm-hmm. We can we can say now that Corey is going to rejoin us in Edmonton tonight. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And and we couldn't be happier uh, for that. And I mean, his wife and his family is so supportive. Uh, obviously, hi daughter, bye daughter. You know, yeah, see you yeah. later. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, we've I've I've been through that. I went on tour ten days after Bella was born too. And, yeah. 
I was gone three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's tough. That's just, it's just kind of comes with the territory, unfortunately. Job's a job. You yeah. guys made a, a really interesting point about how it's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen Ryan as a solo guy. We've seen Corey at, mm-hmm. and Andy's place as a solo guy. We haven't seen you do a solo show yet. But the three shows that we've experienced with, you know, various combinations mm-hmm. have been distinctly different shows. And that's very cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, uh kind of a, a segue into the next song we're going to do is, mm-hmm. is We Be Good Men. That's it, yeah. uh, Talk to me a little bit about uh, how this song came about, because it, it's a pretty powerful song, too. Yeah, um, you know, originally I kind of wrote this song for a friend of mine named Taylor uh, Isherwood uh, quite a while ago. Um, but, you know, when, when we first started this band, we, um, we... There was a, you know, like Ryan said on the first tour, we really kind of had a lot of conversation about what we were trying to do musically and, you know, um, what we had in common musically, but a lot, but really actually what we were trying to do uh, on the earth. Philosophically, <laughs> as absolutely. As people, you know, um, as, you know, kind of human beings and global citizens. And, um, yeah, so, you know, We'd Be Good Men kind of has become a bit of a theme for the band, you know, uh, just... Um, I think just trying to, I, I mentioned last night, you know, I've always had this image in my head of the man that I wanted to be when I grew up, you know, and uh, I think that it's, it's been really wonderful for the three of us. Uh, I, I can see that we've all three of us have grown as a result of being together and kind of just kind of pushing each other upwards and evolving into better people. Uh, so that's really what the song's about. It's about being a good man. Excellent. Live at Gilmore Guitars, this is podcast number 39, The Lion and the Fox. All right.
That was pretty spectacular. Great. That could be one of my favorite moments of live at Gilmore Guitars right there. Oh, thanks so that, much, that was man. That was really spectacular. Live at Gilmore Guitars. This is podcast number 39. And, um, yeah, uh, talk about no, – I'm just – I'm up here right now. Uh, <laughs> we got to really, say, we gotta say, too, that if, if it does sound good, it's because – it's a nice place to play. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. there's, you're offering something here for us, too. Yeah. Sometimes you show at a place, and it's like, there's a 58. <laughs> you know? Gather around the 58. Yeah, you have to solder the cable together before you can <laughs> do anything. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, have done a couple of uh, Canadian Music Week excursions, mm-hmm. and uh, this last one turned out pretty good for you. You want to talk about that a bit? Sure. Um, well, I mean, the last, the last, the first one, it kind of all started with um, my wife Kathleen. Actually, helps us uh, with some things. Now, you know, you can call that a manager if you want. You can, you can, you can call that a, a delegate. I don't know. I don't know. But she, has been really instrumental. She's, um, she's been in the industry a long time, and she had forged a lot of different relationships with uh, various record companies and publishers and booking agents and so forth. And uh, there's one guy that uh, that she had known and I had known f- since about 2007, 2008. And, uh, it, it, you know, I, th- the funny part is, is uh, I went and did a solo thing there uh, as Ryan McMahon in, in 08. And I was like, this guy named jo- Jody Fernio. And at the time, he was head of, like, uh, Universal and one of those way up there guys, right? And I did my set, and I'm like, so what did you think, Jody? And he's like... He's like, well, you got some good songs, but you're not, you're not ready yet. And so I took my tail and all of my pride, and I went back to Vancouver Island and continued the struggle, which Chris was talking about, for a few more years. Anyhow, fast forward to now, and then last year we went to 
Canadian Music Week and Jody and his uh, new company. He's left the big boys now because that's all crumbling anyways. <laughs> and uh, he's got this little boutique uh, publishing company called CCS Rights Management. He's got a couple of like cool old dogs that you might recognize like Valdi and Randy Bachman are, are clients of his. Okay. Um, but then he's got a bunch of upstart bands like us as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he came to saw us and he really liked The Lion, the Bear, the Fox. And so... And so did his daughter. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, what's the story on that? Well, this, uh, we, 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 so long story short, uh, we signed a publishing deal with CCS Rights Management, which is something that, I mean, we're just, we're just thrilled about. They're just, um, they're really doing it the right way. They really care about the music. Um, that's actually all there is to it. They care about the music. Okay. His daughter, Casey. Mm-hmm. That's right. What about, uh, for the layperson, what sure. exactly does a publishing deal do sure. for uh, a de- an entity like Lion Bear the Fox? Okay, well, let's, the Recording Industry 101. Back in the day, <laughs> and please step in if I'm... Yeah. <laughs> no. Back in the day, you know, you, you used to uh, get signed to a record label. Yeah. And the record label would look after a myriad of different... Uh, uh, of different things for for every artist, so they would they would usually handle uh, your your publishing. They would handle press and publicity, booking, publicity, all that sort of stuff. Publishing for the layperson is basically anything to do with the actual song, the actual entity of this is the chord progression, this is the lyrics, this is the melody that goes to that song. So if somebody uh, say Shakira wanted to cover "We'd Be Good Men." She should. She should. I think it'd be a great. Career she could. Uh, she would have to contact our publisher, and basically, she would have to purchase that song from us for use. She'd have to pay a fee for that song. Yeah. So anything to do with your song being licensed to film and television, uh, anything for your song being licensed to a different uh, a band or organization, like you had the the song on uh, California. Yeah. Sure. That's yep. right. Yep. So that's what a publisher Indeed. looks after. Okay. Um, and so back in the day, there used to be record labels that would do all that sort of thing. But when people stopped buying records, they couldn't make money from that anymore. So now, uh, you know, as an, as an independent artist, what usually makes the most sense is by, you know, kind of doing the record label stuff yourself and outsourcing each individual thing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you sign a publishing deal with someone, you get someone else to book your shows, you're, you know, have a booking agent, and then you have a manager. And that's... That's kind of it. You kind of cut out the middleman, and then you're just kind of working for yourself. So, as a, a group like you are, mm-hmm. what is your main revenue stream? Where are you creating the most dollars for, currently, for your income? Currently touring, but we've we've started to get a little shot in the arm from licensing now. Yeah, uh, we we've uh, licensed. Um, we can talk about this now too. We got um, Freedom uh, off of off of the We Be Good Men record. Um, that got licensed to a Russian tea commercial <laughs> that is currently um, being pushed pretty hard in uh, the Ukraine Poland. And, and Poland and Russia. Yeah. And nice. so, yeah. um, hey man, just pay me, you know? Yeah. And why not? <laughs> I, I have no problem with people being paid for it's their work. It's a badass work. commercial too. Yeah, it's a really cool... There's a motorcycle. You see the commercial? Yeah, the whole commercial essentially is like this This tea company is Tet Tea is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're marketing their tea to like... Men. Oh, we're a little weak in the male market. So like they wanted to... <laughs> so it came down to us and Nickelback is what it came down to between the, the last Serious? two tunes. Yes, for real. We came cheaper. We came cheaper. Yeah, that's right. Considerably. And uh, so the whole tea, the whole the whole commercial is like I don't even think there's a glass of tea until the very end. It's just a bunch of dudes with beards, yeah, riding motorcycles and like hitting nails with hammers. And it's like, like us, really. They all look really good, though. They look so good. <laughs> yeah, and like putting coats over ladies, like being gentlemen. Yeah. And then at the end, it just says Tet Tea. 
And then what does it say? It's like drink some. Yeah. <laughs> Put some in your face hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. I, I requested a song that yeah. I wanted to hear. Uh, the first time I experienced this song, uh, Andy was saying, hey, you got you to gotta look at these guys because I booked them. They're going to come play, the, play the, a house concert. And uh, that was the very first video he showed me. And I was hooked. <laughs> Right then, Great. Uh, you know, you're sitting on that piano bench, and you're just hammering that <laughs> shit out of that bench, and it's and it's it's pretty powerful stuff. It's a great song. It's called Room Thirty Two. Yeah. And I, when you did the solo show at Annie's place, indeed. Uh, is there a Courtney Love story? No, no. <laughs> I just I, I, th- th- that's a specific line, uh, and that is that is that line is an island in that song uh, unto itself, and that's just I just I I find her to be just. Uh, repugnant okay uh, and and so <laughs> I, I need you now like I need Courtney Love is, nice. is basically me me you know saying that I need all the vices that I kind of carried around with me like baggage okay uh, I need those vices like I need Courtney Love all right perfect you know what I'm saying I do I'm, I'm picking do up drugs. what you're laying down don't do drugs and then but then do drugs a little bit but then don't do drugs again yeah just just be cool because it's it. all about perspective Absolutely. Okay. Live at Gilmore Guitars. This is podcast number 39, The Lion and the Fox. This is room 32. All right. We really like you because this is not an easy one to sing in the daytime. (laughs) Map. Nope. Sorry. We can edit it. It's cool. Anytime. Just a bunch of cream. <laughs> and I thought it was like, it was coming up on the time. And I'm like, no, you leave this in. This is oh, real. Yeah, leave it. This is real <laughs> shit. Good stuff. I just had a bunch of the French vanilla cream in my coffee. It was really good. <laughs> is that Chewbacca singing this song? <laughs> no, Chewie. Uh-huh. All right. I'm totally leaving it in leave, now. Leave that shit in there. That's good. All right. Okay, well, your problem is you're going to the accessories. Take the accessories, take the accessories off. off. Okay. One, two, one, two, for real now. My power struggle is done. I need you now like I need Courtney Love. The sounds that you strum all alone. Kicking at the tiles of retirement home. Yeah. 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 Your fire has done gone out. Your way in life has hit the ground. I'm reading up again on how to stay alive when my friends get dead. Time might not prove it, but I'm swimming to the middle without regret. Your fire has done gone out. Your fire Your will is in the ground. Room 32, no venue to be. 27 dead on a silent sea. But I can't tell. I can't foresee. Where his story's gonna take me You whisper on the radio 
coming in low from a bad transistor. You whisper on the radio, coming in low from a bad transistor. You whisper on the radio, coming in low from a bad transistor. You whisper on the radio, coming in low from a bad transistor. You whisper on the radio, coming in low from a bad transistor. You whisper on the radio, coming in low from a bad When we were young Tell me a story about the way it was And who you were Before you got lost Your fire has done gone out Your fire Your real gone. love has hit the ground oh. Room 32 and no venue to be oh. 27 dead on a silent sea oh. But I can't tell Live at Gilmore Guitars, the lion, the fox. That'd have been very cool if uh, the bear was here too. But man, that just knocked my head off. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> No that's problem. killer. So talk a little bit about the rest of the tour. You've got eight shows left on seven. this. Seven shows seven left. Seven shows left? Yeah, seven shows left. <laughs> seven shows. We're in Edmonton tonight. Uh, the Bear returns. And then we go back to Cochrane to do the fill-in date, which is supposed to be a day off. And Canmore? Then, then we do Canmore at Good Earth. And we do uh, Kamloops. Kamloops. The Dirty Jersey. Yep, on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it's a private house concert Kelowna. in Kelowna. Then there's a public show in Kelowna at the Streaming Cafe on the 5th. Nobody from Red Deer gives a shit about this. What are we telling you? Well, it's, it's not only people in Red Deer that are going to be listening. To you this is know. a worldwide podcast. That's right. Worldwide. Worldwide. Is there anybody that you'd like to talk to out there in internet land right now? Now's your chance. I'd like I've, to, I've got about six listeners, so. I'd like to. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'd, well, I'd like to say kind of screw you to Tom Waits for <laughs> not being very nice to Corey when you met him. I mean, Corey's a hell of a guy, and he just, yeah. you know, I think you should have given him a chance. He snuffed him. He's totally snuffed he him. He snuffed him hard. Really? Yeah, yeah. just a hand in the face. Ah, Tom Waits. Yeah. And we love Tom Waits. We cover <laughs> yeah. him. We cover yeah. Chocolate Jesus, of course. Yeah. But Corey was just trying to give him a CD. Just, please. Please. I love you. Thank you for inspiring the CD and Tom Waits. I'm shopping. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. I'm sure. Hell, I'm sure it's a hell of a guy. Hell right. of a guy. See, the problem hell is that Corey's got a big, big beard, and he may have looked homeless at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That's what Corey says, anyway. He's like, I probably looked homeless. No, man, not any more homeless than Tom Waits himself. That's true. Tom Waits does look homeless. He's like a saddlebag with eyes. <laughs> uh, the real bastard, the voice of an angel. All right, guys. Uh, just uh, before, we're in the guitar shop. Uh, yes, we so are. a little bit of guitar talk. Yeah. Ryan, you're playing the shop guitar. I'm playing the shop guitar, which is it is the uh, the walnut and cedar guitar that uh, pretty much everybody that picks that guitar up falls in love with it. Yeah, I got a little bit of a, of a hard on for it. It's really yeah. nice. I'm yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, would you like to get a heart on also? I'm going to get a heart on after. <laughs> and, or after, so we can wrap this And uh, oh, Chris, yeah, yeah. You're, you're playing the uh, the SJ, the standard jumbo with the Mexican mango back inside. <laughs> with a twist of the Madagascar Mexican cinnamon. Mexican mango back inside. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, man, I, I looked at all your guitars you had out there, and I just, like, I wanted to go down the line and just give them a quick to yeah. see which one I was going to choose. But as soon as I saw this one, I was like, I'll bet you that's going to be the one. Yeah. Sure enough. It's the you one. know what? Guitars are like puppies. Yeah, man. They pick you. It's a beautiful guitar. And they multiply. <laughs> Just like puppies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Live at Gilmore Guitars. That's <laughs> podcast number 39. It's in the can. Thanks so much for having us, man.